Hey, welcome to Waiting for Review, your show about the majestic indie developer life. Join your scintillating hosts, David and Daniel, and let's hear about a tiny slice of their thrilling lives. That voice was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're running the risk of me putting that at the beginning of the show. I so wanna, I so wanna, wanna hear about your odysseys, um, and and what's the what's the latest oh. status? So the latest status with GoVJ is that what happened after the last show is I, I was ready and raring to go. I thought everything was going to get approved, and then what happened is the app got approved. I went excellent, off you go, and click the button to deploy it. And then I realized that my in-app purchases were not approved and that my subscriptions were not approved because I'd forgotten to put them through that process before sending the app to approval. So that was my bed. Um, And that means they approved an app with a paywall screen that had nothing to to buy. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I had this app that was available in the store that nobody could pay me anything for if they went to the paywall screen it was just it would load it would sort of be like spinning effectively with nothing to load mm-hmm. so that was problematic that kind of sucks. yeah that that was my <laughs> own fault um you know fully hold my hands up for that i got the uh, i put the um in-app purchase and the subscription straight through approval did what i needed to do to tick all those boxes uh and then it got stuck in a nightmare of gridlock on Apple's side. Um, the first time round, I'd used the app image for the promo image, and they rejected it and said, you can't have the same image for the promo image um, as your app icon, so don't do that. So, yeah, okay, fine. I'm messing up here, but that's fine. <laughs> you can actually submit it without any image. So I just removed the images did what I needed to do, resubmitted, and then it got absolutely gridlocked. Um, it stayed there for days. I had to contact developer support to get some somebody to look at it. Uh, somebody then looked in on all of this and said, yeah, I am, we can approve it. I've, you need to do this and this. And, and I did what they needed. They approved it. Um, and then what happened is it was approved at one level against the in-app purchase and the subscriptions. Essentially, they have, like, different localizations. Um, and I have one localization. I just have English, and they approved that. But then at the meta level above in App Store Connects, they were showing as in review. And there they stayed. Okay. Yeah, there they stayed for nearly a week. Um <laughs> <laughs> And you had all the promotion and everything queued up for the ready to day. rock and roll, yeah. So eventually, I I was in conversations with developer support. Eventually, I sort of went full Karen, <laughs> for want of a better phrase, um, and said, "Can you please refer this to your manager? This is costing me business now." Um, I mean, GoVG is a hobby project, right? I have no delusions that it's going to make me a, an right. income or anything. So I could wait, uh, but it was still, you know, getting on for nearly a week. It was unreasonable at that point. Um, and, you know, yes, it was my fault initially, but then getting gridlocked in App Store Connect is not my fault. 
um, and, and Apple's a very, very rich company and should be able to sort these sort of things out. Um, so I, I, I kind of made that complaint and said, can you refer this to your manager? And then a day later it was sorted. So correlation nice. is not causation. It may well have been sorted anyway. Um, but yeah, I think they sort of took a bit of a look at the overall. Still, yeah. still good. I, I, you know? And honestly, developer support were really good. Right? I mean, I don't want to... I don't oh, want to spite them. Hear. They were respectful. They were, you know, kind when they phoned me up and everything else. Um, and there's a limit to what they can do on their side. It has to go to like a, you know, next level of support to get fixed. Um, and that's normal. But anyway, skip to where it is now. It is now in the store properly. I've learned my lesson about how to submit these things all together. I've actually make sure you've submitted your IAPs and your subscriptions first. Then, you know, submit the Apple mm-hmm. together with them. Uh, yes, that's a lesson learned. And the app has now been for sale properly for nearly a week. Uh, and this is good because it's gone from having one in-app purchase for getting rid of a watermark to having a paywall that shows monthly subscription, annual subscription, or lifetime purchase in sort of ascending degrees of cash. <laughs> that's amazing that's awesome yeah. um so far so good uh, i think for listeners of this show they're probably wondering well okay what difference does this make how, like how successful has it been um and i can say on an average month i was making maybe about probably 40 or 50 dollars us um in terms of of, mm-hmm. of net income and i've made about 120 in the space of a week um that's yeah. pretty neat so if that maintains i've then kind of like six eight x what i was making before um over the course of a month so yeah really neat um <laughs> pretty nice i um i've got a theory i think this is there's two two causes for this one is i think the paywall explains like you know how to pay for the app better and obviously the lifetime purchase is a lot more than i was charging before for the the watermark um for the old iap uh so that's that's a big shift and then the other side of it is is that i think the app is just better like you know, this is this is actually an easier decision for somebody to buy it now because it is more functional, and and kind of demonstrates what it does a lot better when you, when you first install it. Um, so I think all of those things combined, it's it's just a better proposition. And then I've upped the price to to own the app forever as well. So combine those things, and I think that's why it's done so well in the last week. That is pretty cool, though. You mentioned promo. Um, <laughs> I've been very remiss and haven't actually mail shotted it everywhere or done any of that work oh but david you always I tell me what know. that i need to do these I things <laughs> <laughs> and now you're now you're sitting there and being like oh i had so much to yeah, do yeah, yeah 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 so so let me just explain myself because i knew you'd tell me off um, <laughs> the what i'm doing is i'm letting establish letting it establish a baseline so in another week, in another right. week, I will be committing to the process and really pushing it everywhere. But Q3 
given the nature of what happened with the release and it being so janky, I couldn't send anything out in that that um, in that period of time where the, nobody could pay for it. That wouldn't have been right. Um, you know, people would have just been reviewing or installing a, a broken app at that stage. Um, and then. Yeah, that makes it, it actually yeah, yeah. makes sense. I'm just like pulling. pulling I know, your chain. I know. But then when it dropped just before the weekend, I was like, okay, well maybe this weekend I'll sort of get on all of that and get stuff going out. And then when I saw some extra sales, and I was like, oh, this looks good. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I wimped out of doing the legwork of promoting it because I was like, it's already selling. I want to see what happens. Um, because fair, yeah, fair. Um. So I've mentioned it on Twitter. I've done all of that, but I don't think my Twitter followers, who are usually iOS devs, are necessarily in the niche for a video mixing app. So I think what I'm seeing is kind of natural. Um, yeah, I get that. I mean, I only ever tried to sell apps, I think, that were aimed at developers. Wait, no, Libby wasn't aimed at developers. But uh, apart from that, and it's actually pretty hard to to really market to developers because us developers, we are so online mm-hmm. that every marketing channel kind of gets immediately recognized as, yeah, I've seen this market, marketing yes. channel a hundred thousand times before and I'm just going to ignore yep. it. And so, yeah, that's a or, bit hard. Developers look at, uh, look at something and go, well, I could make that. Or, yeah. or that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your what's your strategy now? Uh, um, do you have interviews lined up? Are you going to hop on no, podcasts? So my, my, like, what are the next? My steps? audience for the app tend to exist scattered between Facebook groups and Reddit, um, and then places actually like Instagram and TikTok. Three of those places are places I've chosen not to operate in personally. I don't have a Facebook account anymore and Instagram and TikTok I'm sort of dipping in and out of when somebody posts something funny. Um, so I've got to kind of think about that. Oh, but TikTok is probably the perfect thing for that, I think it could that, right? be, yeah. So, like, you need to find, like, cool music, but that can, like, totally be someone else's music because mm-hmm. it's TikTok and that is actually legal yeah. there. And then just make, like, super neat yes. patterns. like. Oh yeah, totally. So that's the thing. I'm I'm going to give that a bit of a shot. I think, um, and make some sort of small promo videos. Set up an account for the app itself, um, and then I won't feel like I'm using it personally. I will literally just be using it for the app, um, and that's yeah, yeah. This is business yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. I'm on TikTok for, for business. business. Yes. Um. So we'll see. I'm going to give that a shot. I will be posting out to the Reddit, the subreddit that exists for this sort of stuff. Um, I will also do my business in terms of messaging every single potential review website and seeing if somewhere will give it a shot because I don't think it hurts. It's good for SEO to have places talk about what you've made. Um, yes. So I think that's worth it, but I suspect if I send 50 emails out, I'll get maybe one back if I'm lucky um, just because of it being so niche. So I will do it, but it's going to be... I'm fully aware of my place and everything, if you like, for this app. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, um, yeah, especially like all these 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 um, these toolkits and all these these articles. They tell you like, yeah, yeah, write two of two journalists, but don't write to too mm-hmm. many journalists. And also like, 
you should totally um, customize the email towards the person yeah. you're writing writing to, and like read a few of their articles first, and then basically um, the likelihood that you're being ignored. If if you're someone who has an app that is not ideally perfectly geared towards the audience mm -hmm. um, that the that the page is 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 working towards, then of course. <laughs> Yeah, the likelihood that you're just not getting an answer is pretty that high, is. and that you have to, and that's, that's okay. But like, you have to prepare for that mentality. You have to be like, yes, I'm going to, um, I'm going to send this, send this to, I don't know, 50 people, but I'm gonna forget that I sent the email as soon as it leaves my inbox or outbox. Yeah, and then just not uh, fret about it. I think that's, I think that's the right, the right way to, you know, do these things. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I think. Um... I think it's a good strategy. Send it and then go, yeah, I forget I've even sent it. If anything good comes back, awesome. If not, yeah. move on. Um, there used to be this blog, uh, Ask a Manager. I think it's, it's actually still running. And it's this, this person who's like, who's a, a manager at some company and like she would answer questions about um, etiquette at large, at large companies, how to be a good manager, how to work with your manager if they're a good manager or a bad manager. Yeah. And also like how to apply at jobs and stuff like that. And one of her, that was like one of her advice, basically. Um, if you apply for a job, send the application and then act as if they've already said no. Yes. Like don't wait for them to say yes. And then like pause everything until you get an answer or something. Like just move on. Like if you're in, in a phase where you're applying at multiple jobs, just apply for the next one. Yep. And it will sort itself out if they really want you. That's a good strategy for that sort of thing. And I think it applies here as well oh yeah and it also gives you peace of mind yeah. you know like it's like it's like just like you can you can chill a little bit you'll be like you're, you're like okay i sent this and now it's it's very, a very good idea to just not have this on my mind all the time yeah because an answer will come or it won't yep and that's fine and then that stops you as well from being the sort of person that just keeps sending the same email to the same place going please please you know that that happens and i'm sure that's super oh, yeah, yeah. irritating for for the receiver of it as well um, so there's a whole etiquette around around how many times you should, should uh, message and reach out, and I think there's an art to doing that, you know, in terms of asking again or whatever. I will send this and I will move on, you know, for the set because, like I say, I think it's going to be natural discovery and searches and that sort of thing is going to be the major um, actual avenue for the app. Um, and TikTok, uh, like TikTok is yeah. I like I keep I keep coming back to that because of course that is that that sounds like almost the perfect venue because especially if you use like good music that your target audience likes and you are kind of part of your target audience so you know that yes then the algorithm will kind of kind of um, bring you towards the, towards those people absolutely um and you can like even do custom videos where you like you you should like you should totally do that like dance in front of a green screen and then use that as one of your source videos and mix it with stuff yeah i could actually and once you read uh, you reach uh, i don't know x thousand downloads i will totally make a dancing video for you <laughs> well i'll hold you to that um nice. as you know i will <laughs> nice but uh, yeah no it's um that's that's not a bad idea actually i don't use tiktok for anything else um i literally just watch other people's videos every so often so yeah it's um that feels like something i could do very cool does does go vj support like a um um a vertical like a portrait style video Ooh. output 
no it does not i mean i mean you could just probably just rotate the landscape version yeah and it, it would look okay i guess there's there's a couple of things i could do with it too as i could um if i record with two uh cameras i can record what's going on with the output i can record the screen of the app as well potentially which is in portrait um oh yeah yeah, so I could could potentially sort of do a like, you know, this is what happens when you do this, and then actually cut to sort of showing like what it looked like in the real world. Um, yeah, there's probably some things I can play with with that. Hmm, that's uh, that's giving me food for thought. That's good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank nice. you. Of course. Um, it's you. You would do. You are doing the same for me all the time. So it's just it's just fair that I return the return the offer indeed um but i tell you something when i'm looking at like like i say i've, I've kind of six or eight x the income with this in the last week i mm-hmm. i just want to see what happens in terms of like over the next week does it maintain is this kind of a bit of a blip as people of like you know who use the app already have then gone and seen the new version of the app and thought oh i have to upgrade has there been some sort of weird effect like that um Mm. i mean existing users can just hit restore and they if they would have got the full app anyway um and i've noticed through revenue cat that a couple of people have bought something who had also previously paid for for the watermark um two or three years ago so Mm. at the moment i'm seeing some sort of existing user base effect as well so i kind of just want to give that give that another week just to see um but i'm not letting myself off the hook um, right. and you can you can hold me to that i'll be be sending out emails and contacting right. reddit at least by the time we next speak if not her. like from from my experience that i've slowly accumulated over a running my own analytics analytics server a service but also b um just like making like trying to publish apps and like working on other people's apps and stuff like that um uh it's mostly these things are a blip yes the the and like i'm not saying this to dishearten you but in, but i said to motivate you because they stop being a blip as soon as you realize and as soon as you have a, like a, a general insight into like how does your pipeline look like, like yes. where do people hear first about the app and then maybe they hear here second about it and then they're drawn into this community and this community talks about the app and then they sign up like kind of like that yep if you have like a clear picture of how that pipeline looks and how like maybe you if you've painstakingly tried to like try to try to work on that pipe pipeline and like um, make a community um, that you support with some kind of goodie or some like service for the community or some other thing that like that, that they that they like or that is important to them, and then and then kind of like draw them in like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like once you know that that like once you think about this pipeline and once you have this kind of pipeline then then it's it it gets clearer like and then your user growth is more stable i want to say and less blippy yes yeah for sure and i think there's there's a whole bunch of things i can do for the app towards that end it's it's a case of of figuring out what what feels right for me to do as much as anything else Mm-hmm. Um and like you say, figuring out where people actually are as well. Um, like I say, I know where they are in terms of the the sort of like um how can I put it forum 
type places. You know, 15 years ago, it would have been BB Edit forums. Um, these days, mm-hmm. that's transitioned to, to Reddit and Facebook. Um, I don't necessarily know where the next generation is or the people who are brand new to this sort of thing because I don't think they turn up on the Facebook group straight away. Um, so, you know, I think this is a whole bunch of people who, like you say, could well be over on TikTok who are sort of on the edge of being interested in this sort of thing. Um, there might be a broader audience there, especially amongst younger people who are into things like DJing and that sort of stuff as well, where this would then sort of work to give them a um, a video accompaniment to what they're doing. Um, I think there's that a tiny VJ in your pocket. Exactly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's where Go VJ has gone in the last in the last week i've been very pleased with the progress in the sales and that side of stuff um it's nice to finally have it out there uh i've had one new review i don't get reviews that often um and it was nicely five starred and uh told me that they loved the app so that was very very nice oh that's amazing that's really good uh i got back to two people who had contacted me for support about a month ago uh who i told at the time i thought they would be quite interested in the new app and i gave them like test flight access um and i got back to them and said like the app is out there now um and ready for sale and uh one of them replied straight back and said i've just bought the lifetime purchase thank you (laughs) that was cool (laughs) um so yeah we'll see we'll see how this goes over the next week or two i guess Maybe I'll have more news next time we, we catch up. Awesome. But yeah, test, test flight is also like really cool, actually. Um, that's how I started using dark noise. Like we talked about this last time, I think, right? Yeah. Um, and I just had a test flight version for dark noise. And at some point I started like just trying it out. And it, I, I felt like, oh, wait, this, this really helps. And now I have bought both the desktop and the mobile version. Mm-hmm. Because the test flight version kind of ran out. And then I was on the, on the desktop, and now now I have both of them. Yeah. Long yeah. story short, it's like an extended beta kind of thing in for 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 that sort of app. Um, it's cool. It is cool, and I do think there's an option there for people to recruit new users and to set up like a an initial user base via test flight. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly right. for if you give those people something for that that sort of early adopter kind of phase as right. well. Tell me about telemetry deck. I will tell you about telemetry deck. Um, because I have, um, I have like new developments again. Ooh. Like one of them is I have finally reached feature parity with the desktop app. Hey. So, so now, fe- so now the web application at dashboard.telemetrydeck.com can do all the things and a bit more even than the desktop app can do which is very important because um, in the future, most of my development will be on the on the web app. Yes. And people are starting to notice that the desktop app is, is getting a bit old and creaky, but right now I can't just, I just can't work on both of the apps mm-hmm. because um, I don't have enough hours in the day. Yeah. And if I, if I have to decide, then I'm going to work on the web application, which has, uh, which is slightly less pretty, but it is, 
uh, 100% less SwiftUI on macOS, which um, I've, be I've become more and more frustrated over the last year. Yes. And it has more broad appeal. Like people on Windows PCs can use it. Uh, people who haven't installed the app can use it. So um, it's the right decision for now. It is. It's the right decision to put the effort into what is probably the front door for a lot of people for right. your, your product. Right. And so now I've started adding the first few um, new features into that that the desktop app don't, doesn't support. And one of those is uh, is finished, actually. That is the, um, the uh, query language support. So now um, we've, we've, had, we've been working on this query language that is a superset of a database query language in JSON. Mm -hmm. And... And that's like old news, right? But now, finally, 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 you can take one of your your insights, like one of your or your, one of your charts, basically. Yeah. And you can edit it, and you can configure it as as much as the visual editor allows you to. And when you reach um when you reach a wall where you say, like, okay, I can't do exactly what I need with the visual editor, um, you can now convert that thing into a custom query insight, I think it's called. So then you can directly edit the query in json so there's like a little um a little text editor on the page and you can you can just directly edit the json yeah. um of course of course that needs more documentation because the language is very powerful and only like a tiny bit of it is right now is um documented yep uh, but for now i'm just pointing um so this query language is a superset of uh, the Druid query language because parts of our systems is based on is based on the Druid database. Yep. Um, so I can right now I can po uh, point people to the to the Druid documentation, but over the long term I will have to build up documentation for that because there's a lot of things that the telemetry deck query language can do that Druid cannot. Yep. Like for example, relative dates and times. Like um, that's just something that, that that's not interesting to the to the Druid people, but uh, it's very very relevant to us. Which is, I want to write a query that doesn't say, "Hey, this uh, give me the data from July first to July thirty first, But I want to say, "Hey, give me the data for all the days of the current month." Um, yes. Because then I just kind of can save that query and run it. And depending on the time of when I run it, I always get uh, current data. Um, stuff like that um various like other optimizations and um so so it's also so the the part that we're building on top of the existing query language is getting bigger and bigger and so it makes it, it makes a lot of sense to actually give this thing its own name i'm now calling it in in my head at least i'm calling it tql so the telemetry deck query language yeah that makes sense and yeah. um i've started writing writing some documentation for it that's cool and that brings me to the other new thing um Wait, no, I have two two more new things. Okay, second new thing is um, documentation. I have actually hired somebody, oh, um, just part time for now, uh, to work on our documentation. So I don't know. A few weeks ago, I posted on Twitter and Mastodon, "Hey, anybody want to be my intern?" Basically, yeah. And um, because we already have one part timer, Charlotte, and now um, this person, um, I don't. I haven't cleared with them whether I can say their name on air, so I won't that's for fine. now. That's fine. But, uh, probably, probably, uh, it, it would probably be okay. Anyway, they wrote to me and, be, and, and were like, hey, I am a mediocre programmer, but I'm a really good software documentation writer. 
And here's some examples of my work. And I was like, hey, I can't pay you full time right now. Like, can we have a, have a deal for a few, um, I don't know, like 10 to 20 hours a month? And they yep. were like, yeah, that's actually perfect. That's really cool. And so now they started. And I am very much blown away by the quality of the new documentation they're producing yep. and the speed. And also um, by the fact that they just went through, like, um, they just sent me a Slack message and was like, hey, can I just go through the old documentation and fix that up? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And um, suddenly there was a pull request with um, so many improvements in tone and writing and typos and mm-hmm. um, better better ways of saying things so they're more easily readable, more understandable. Yeah. A few updates that basically make things more SEO-friendly. And yeah, I'm I'm ex- exceedingly happy. That's brilliant. That's really, really cool. The only thing is, like, the current website is actually, like, so at the end of its capabilities, right? It's, it's just this very tiny... Um, um statically generated website with uh, pelican and we are right at the edge of what pelican can do because it's very very clearly geared towards a page that is mostly a blog with a few other pages yes and uh what i've tried to make it into is a um a landing page with multiple sub landing pages a whole documentation system a blog case studies and other stuff um so <laughs> I've been thinking about um, actually re remaking that website, yep. and I've been talking with my co-founder about it, and she has like a lot of ideas because she is very um, experienced with SEO, with um, um, structuring content in a way that makes sense and is easily findable and readable, and what what stuff like that. All this, all the stuff that is the current website kind of lacks yep. because it's 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 very one dimensional. You can't sort, you can't search, you can't um, like the information isn't really structured in a tree or something like that. Yeah. And um, I've been talking to a buddy of mine um, who's um, sometimes advising telemetry deck on uh, web design and design and web development stuff. And he had some ideas. And basically, because me and my co-founder and me and Lisa have been so busy, we haven't really started working on that. But I can now tell you here on this show, just between you and me, like no one else tell anyone anything because unbeknownst to my co-founder, I have actually started working on that page. Ooh. <laughs> um, because uh, my main project right now is funnels. Because funnels is the next big thing on, on the roadmap. Funnels are very important for our customers. And they are also very important for, my, for me because I, it's also how I measure, uh, of course, how many people are coming into Telemetry Deck and then how many people make apps and then how many people... Yeah. Um, actually use it and then how many people actually pay for a for the paid version stuff like that so it's very important and right now as of today you can actually use the custom query functionality to create some very rudimentary funnels which isn't possible with the ui right now um so the like so like currently it's all about like finding like the perfect queries that are very um performant because i have I have two two different different ways of querying querying the data right now that both result in data that can be displayed as a funnel, but one of them is more performant, and I'm trying to find out if there are any drawbacks to that. Yeah. 
Um, and also the other thing is just like making charts that look very nice and that display the funnel in a like in the way that people would expect. Yes. And then the third thing is then of course uh, having updating the visual editor so that people can just create funnel charts with their mice because or trackpads I guess because um, like writing those writing that query language for everyday use. Um, it's probably not the right the right call. This is more like an escape hatch yes. if you write your queries yourself. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been mostly working on. But um, top secret, you know, <laughs> when you've when you've when you've like worked worked on a hard problem the whole day and you're like, ah, oh, I'm kind of done, but I'm I'm still wired, so I want to do something something that's that's a little bit easier. Yeah. And so I've had all these ideas. So I just the other day I just started writing a huge GitHub ticket and like basically tagged everyone who had a stake in this new website redesign, and just was like, hey, I'm just gonna write down my thoughts here and the, all the requirements that we have. And then I was like, yeah, we could probably do this in um, Eleventy. My my buddy Florian actually um, like recommended this. Eleventy is also a static site generator. Mm-hmm. It's written in JavaScript. Okay. Which I have been working a lot with, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I don't know. Fortunately, I don't know. Um, and other than, also, it's very different from Pelican in that it is very unopinionated. So it is very programmable. Okay. And you can give it content in Markdown form. You can give it in HTML form. You can give it in uh, Nunchucks, which is a templating language. Yeah. Um. Uh, you can also generate content using basically JavaScript functions. So you can theor- theoretically download content on like at at compile time because it's, it's a static page, right? So it 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 gets compiled into HTML. Yes. So on compile time, you can get stuff from an API. You can get stuff from a separate Git repository. You can just run a function that generates a hundred numbers from one one to a hundred and then for each of them generates a page or whatever. So I figured I'm going to um just play around with this and see how far I can go. And also I finally want to have the the front page of the business also to be styled by Tailwind because that's what's the dashboard what's sub, what the dashboard is styled as. Yep. And the the front page kind of looks old by now. So there's a bit of bringing it together by doing this as well. And yeah, and I'm I'm like it's just a prototype for now, of course, but it actually looks kind of nice. Like I basically spent two hours today and three hours yesterday or so just trying to um, to see can I with these um, with these options that I have can I create a what I consider a good documentation system. You know. Yes um can i like what which has like all the other things that i consider important in in documenting the software like a tree kind of view maybe it doesn't have to be super deep but it has to be, has has to have like some kind of sorting and ordering and stuff like that yep. and then all the other things um hang on i'm going to send you a link to my prototype because um Ooh. this is an audio only podcast it is. so let me have a so, look at what this looks like now so you can have a look yeah. But the people who are listening to this podcast, they can't. They have to wait. Um, but it's looking nice. Yes. Ooh, okay, so... Yeah, you got to click on Docs because Docs is basically where I've been working on. I've just done that. Um, yeah, so awesome. I'm just having a look around for listeners of the show. I've been presented with a very new 
design for this documentation page and it looks rather sweet. There's um, nice obvious sections. If I click down into setting up your Swift application, we've got uh, a missing image, but I'm sure you thought that. But we've got nice. Yeah, that's just like the old the old uh, Markdown files just copied in there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. But we've got a nice code it. section, and everything is just yeah, it flows. It's nice. Also, note that on the right sidebar, you get uh, automatically generated uh, links to the different sections of the document. Yes. You get last updated and you get an edit on GitHub button okay. because I'm going to just put just the documentation marked on files. I'm just going to put them in a separate repository. Yes. And then people who find an error can just make pull requests if they feel so inclined. That's quite empowering. That's quite cool. That also means could they raise an issue against it on GitHub as well? They could. Yeah. yeah. That's like a separate repository for the doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, um yeah, I don't see any problem with having those stocks out in the open and just like well, working on them out in the open and everything. They're already out in the open by nature of what they are. And exactly. yeah, publishing this over in GitHub as well and enabling people to, to do a PR or whatever, I think that's quite cool. Um, yeah, it also gives you a chance to, as a um, dev, I can look at this and I can go, when was this last updated as well? Um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and because this is all like compiled, I can actually change get the last updated date from the last GitHub commit that touched this specific yes. file that you're looking at. And so, other than uh, uh, compared to the old version where I had to just type a date in there, mm -hmm. and so this is automated, which is really cool. Yeah, that's great. And it's all sorted, so I can I can have like previous and next buttons at the bottom. Um, yeah, I like it. it. It's looking very and nice. Um, hopefully, and this you're going to publish this right and we can link it later on. Um, yeah, um, I'm not sure if I can publish it immediately, um, but I could give you give you a preview, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't want to switch over the complete website until it has the same functionality. So it needs uh, the blog and um, a few more other bits and bobs. But yeah, this is going to be the, the new website, basically. But the documentation system was important to me because now I have this employee who is um, amazing and awesome and writes really good documentation, way better than I could write. Yep. And so they deserve a playground <laughs> where they can really have their work uh, shine. You yes. Know? Yeah. And so this is kind of like when I was, uh, when I was a bit... Uh, brain foggy from working on uh, on on charts <laughs> and trying to deep de try to debug why they don't look perfectly right. Um, then I could just have uh, have a little bit of fun with HTML and stuff like that. You just casually set up a a new static site generator for your documentation. It well, I mean, I didn't start from scratch. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, this thing is actually pretty neat. Like, I wish I had known it, known bef known about it beforehand mm -hmm. because I would have totally recommended it to you. Yeah, yeah, this um, would have been... And no, I didn't, because a few weeks ago, when I recommended... Um, what did I recommend to you? Like, probably um, Jekyll, right? Jekyll, and uh, taking a look at Tailwind as well for, for formatting right. it. Um, um, yeah, I went another so route. I did recommend that to you. <laughs> I, I did not know about this thing, but this is exactly what is right for me right now, yeah. because... I am working with Tailwind and JavaScript all the time anyway now yep. because of the dashboard. And so I can take a lot of um, experience oh. and even some 
small components i can just take from the one project over into the other project that's cool that's cool and then you're not having to redo everything all the time as well so right yeah no that's awesome i'm uh just taking a look now at what you've got going on here and i actually right clicked and looked at the source code it generates it's quite cool um the other route that i went very nice that i told you uh, that i was mentioning a second ago like when you recommended things for me for my sites uh-huh. i went absolutely old school and my sites have been generated by me writing the html and everything manually um and the css as well <laughs> very cool actually kind of i mean why not? um yeah it's, it's um it's actually been good for me because it's helped me learn bits of css and and that side of stuff that mm-hmm. i've just never had to use you know so um it's been a bit of a a re-education in yeah uh, i kind of left css land mm-hmm. um i want to say 10 years ago and now i've I fully returned yep and things really have changed like we have flexbox now mm-hmm. we have proper grids now that's pretty massive actually yeah yeah very massive um so yeah i i i sort of feel like both a little more in touch with web development now but i'm also quite aware of the scale of what i don't know as well if that makes sense um yeah i get that but uh, this this page is looking cool we definitely have to link something in the show notes so people can take a, a look <laughs> <laughs> oh you're you're the best thank you very much but um i think that's our show so uh we should end it and you should tell you should tell us david where can people find go vj probably on the app store mm-hmm. and where can people find you so for go vj you can go to govjapp.com um one word there g-o-v-j app um and for me you can find me on twitter mainly over at david gary wood um i'm also on the fediverse and mastodon and we will link that in the show notes uh but that is um david at social.davidgarrywood.com bit of a mouthful compared to the Ooh, other self-hosted yes yeah, self-hosted um nice how about you daniel i am probably going to post screenshots of the page i taught you about on twitter where i am break the system and yep. telemetry deck is at telemetrydeck.com which is the old page uh, but it will still work and you can log in there and create an account and everything and i am on mastodon and i am on tiktok but finding me there is left as an exercise to the listener <laughs> because i don't know these accounts are very small and not important to the listener or maybe me sneakily adding them as links into the show notes (laughs) (laughs) or that all right david it has been an absolute pleasure awesome Uh, i hope to hear you again soon yep and have a great day